Welcome to Open Your Toys Cast, episode 168 and a half, 169, who knows? The podcast dedicated to the four greatest action figure franchises of the 80s in all time, and those are Rock, Masters of the Universe, Star Wars, G.I. Joe, and Transformers. That's right. Well, if you want to kick with us, head over to Facebook and join our Facebook private group at facebook.com slash group slash open your toys. And if you want to see what we're talking about, go over to openyourtoys.com and there you will find show notes normally. But for this episode, who knows what you're going to find if you go to openyourtoys.com. Uh, if you want to continue to kick it with us, we also have different ways to subscribe to us. You can subscribe through RSS, iTunes, Google, uh, Stitcher Smart Radio, Twitter, Instagram, all that wonderful stuff. You can email us at uh, team at openyourtoys.com. And then we also have a voicemail, 720-235-8697. So, uh, Rock, where can they find you? Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Rock the Farting Dad, eBay, Rock DM. I'm everywhere, everywhere except Instagram and TikTok. That's the new one now. TikTok. Oh, wow. I, yeah, I haven't heard about that one. I'm, uh, oh, yeah. I'm, what is, what's, what's that all about? From what I understand, TikTok is the new Vine. Oh, okay, well I know, I know, I know what Vine was. Vine was the one where it was like a, it was like like twenty second little movie kind of a things. Like a yeah, twenty second. It, yeah, it was like seven seconds. Seven like, seconds. Okay. Yeah, TikTok I think is like a minute or less. I don't know. I'm not getting into it. I'm way too old for this shit. I'm Danny Glover, <laughs> Lethal Weapon. I am too old for any of this stuff. So there you go. I only joined Facebook two years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, so. hey, that's uh, that's okay. All right. Well, uh, if everyone has noticed by now, it is just myself and Rock. Slick actually had some other things that he had to attend to tonight, so he couldn't record. Uh, we're gonna roll with this and see how this goes. We've never, I've never actually done this before. I've never hosted the show, so this is a uh, first time for me. Um, so, well, I guess we'll start it off with what are we drinking? So, Rock, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a Starbucks French vanilla coffee. Wow. Uh, yeah, I. what happened was I, my buddy invited me to go to the movies last night. And I normally get for work at like 4.30, 4.45 in the morning. I'm normally asleep by 10.30. The movie tickets were for 9.30. Okay. The movie with the previews didn't start till 10. I didn't get home last night till 1.30 in the morning. It was wow. like a three-hour long movie. So, yeah, I've been uh, – yeah, a little, little slow beat today, so I'm definitely drinking a lot of coffee. All right. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, for me, I'm still just uh, doing the LG fridge water, so it's uh, on ice inside of the uh, bubba keg there. So that's about it for what we're drinking. Um, 
Uh, you know, we don't, like I said, we don't really have any format to this show. Um, this is going to be kind of, uh, I think, off the cuff. Uh, we did have some news from our last episode that we didn't really get to, uh, and that was just uh, random uh, toy news and store reports and stuff like that. The uh, Our last episode, 168, just had, I think it ran like over three hours. It was like three hours and 30 minutes long, so... Um, we did have to cut out some of the news, so I guess we can go through a couple of those uh, those topics. So I know in store report uh, we were talking about, or we didn't get a chance to talk about the uh, the G1 reissue Optimus Prime at Walmart. They were uh, going on clearance, and I think some people were finding them for like twenty five bucks. Um, I think today I actually saw a report of someone put their zip code in for on BrickSeek and actually found them for $3. But then when they went to the store, they they just couldn't find them like anywhere in, in the store. But BrickSeek was showing them at $3. So I don't know if you saw anything like that. Well, since you know me, I normally don't shop at Walmart. I've made four trips to Walmart in the last couple days. Um, it's You know what's weird? They the toys right now, the aisle is barren. They had yeah. a couple of G1 Primes, but what I noticed is what the sticker on the shelf says and what it rings up are two completely different things. Okay. Because this one, this the Prime was actually the right number. The Prime by me, I think, is like twenty five ninety eight. but they did have, it's funny because I never buy these things, but after making so many trips to Walmart, I was like, damn it, I'm going to give you my money one way or the other. They had um, the those what is it, the Hero Clicks? What are the new He-Man yeah. figures, the little ones? Yeah, I think they are. Well, no, Hero uh, Clicks, that's the game, isn't it? Oh, no, yeah, it's no. the game. I forgot what those things are called. The Mega Constructs. The me- oh, yeah, 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 the Mega Constructs, yeah. They had the five packs on clearance. Oh. It said it said 587 So I'm like, you know what? I've never bought these things, but for 587 I'll yeah. take it. Yeah, I've never, I've never even seen that. I've never even seen that five-pack. Yeah, well, they're right next to the Transformers in my store, and I, it's funny. I went to the register, and it rang up nine dollars. But you oh. know what? For nine dollars, there's still a bargain. Yeah, yeah, I think the retail's like twenty six on it or twenty five. Yeah, 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 yeah. So definitely, I That's bought cool. one for me, and I bought one to hold on to for like a prize. So I'm thinking about you know doing like a. I'm not sure how many people have in the group, but I think the next like large round number we hit, either like 150 or 200, I'm gonna do like a little giveaway because I have a bunch of extra surplus stuff that uh, oh. you know, I think would be a fun fun thing to do in the group. Well, maybe that's something. Yeah, uh, that's that sounds that sounds really cool. I guess. Uh, well, now I now I feel bad that Mr. Slick isn't here with us because he should be he should be discussing that. Oh <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I've I've done it a few times in different groups where I've been like, "Hey, name uh, name me favorite character." Like if I have an extra or something I've, in my collection I want to get rid of that isn't worth like trying to sell on eBay, I'll just be like, "Hey, everybody, name your favorite, depending on what it is." And, you know, and I'll just give it away. I mean, that's, you know, it's fun. it makes a little fun chat in the groups and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah it's I, well, I like cool. things like that. That's cool. Yeah. So I guess while we're talking about Walmart um, now, I have I posted, I don't know, was it last week or the, I think it was last week uh, that I found Soundwave. And I know on the store report, um we had on here that Soundwave was found in Canada. That's a little bit old news at this point because, like I said, last week I actually found Soundwave on the shelves with the cassettes. Um, they weren't up to my standard. I was noticing a lot of uh, not not just dented boxes, but I was noticing actual paint flaws on the 
the silver area of Soundwave on both sides, like light scratching. Um, I noticed some of the chrome was missing on his eject button, and they only had six of them, six of them there to choose from. And out of the six, I just couldn't find one that was up to my standards. And I'm kind of the way I look at it is, is if I'm going to spend, you know, this was this is fifty dollars, you know, I think yeah, forty nine ninety nine. If I'm going to spend that, I just want to make sure that I get a perfect, you know, a perfect version because. That's, I mean, if I want to, I mean, I have other sound wavery issues. Um, so I don't know. I mean, how do you, how do you feel about that? I mean, you, you definitely are all about the box as well, but I don't know. Are you, are you really critical on the actual box? Like if there's little, you know, a crinkle or like, you know, a corner bent or like, how do you, how do you feel about that? See, it's so funny you say that because I never look at the paint apps. I never look at, I just, I look at the box condition because okay. I always figure that the, if it's mint in box, it's unopened, yeah, it's, it's mint. Not. I never look at that. Yeah. And then I realize when people, what I really noticed is with the Star Wars Black Series figures, mm-hmm. that people show figures that the guys are cross-eyed, there's right. an eyebrow where it don't belong. And, yep. But uh, yeah, I honestly, I just want to get one mint in box. But that's the thing, I have a beautiful KO. A beautiful one that I'm thrilled with. So now it's like I'm going to go out to Walmart where I've been all week driving to all these different Walmarts to buy something I already have to go put my KO up on eBay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear yeah. you. And, and for me, I have um, I have the Takara uh, Dreamwave book collection that was – I don't know. I don't even know when those came out. Maybe it was – it was probably like around 2010, I think, that set came out. Uh, it was like a 21 – 21 figure set and they were all the the really cool Dreamwave. Uh, yeah and I, it's funny i've never actually done a video of those I, i've never shown anybody the, that collection <laughs> there's so many things that i need to do but uh yeah i have a, a a perfect sound wave from that set um so and it's the it's not the double so it's not the one from like the toys r us where toys r us had the um where it was like it was like sound blaster thick, like it was double, like a double cassette door. Um, the one in the Takara uh, Dreamwave set actually is the the single cassette uh, original G1 Soundwave. So that's another thing that you got to think about with these these reissues. Sometimes they don't use the actual G1 mold; they use Sound Blaster's mold, which has like a double uh, a double thickness for the cassette door. So. Yeah, I didn't know that. I did. I'm glad you brought up the Toys R Us one because I remember that one coming out. I just didn't like the box because that yeah. box wasn't vintage. It was like you know right. the new style. Yep. So now that one, but that one came with the cassettes. Yeah. Was it like a hundred dollars or something or eighty dollars? I don't think it was. I don't think it was that. I don't. I don't. I. You know what? I don't remember. Um, I, I don't. I just don't remember. And plus, you're gonna make me cry because of uh, talking about Toys R Us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it is interesting because sometimes with these reissues, we don't actually get the actual G1. And with this new Walmart reissue, it is the true G1 reissue. So it is Soundwave with the single cassette door. 
Um, but like I said, I just couldn't find a good one. Like even the sticker, uh, where it says like record on the bottom, the, the foil sticker was like bubbled up on the, the majority of them, you know? And it's just, I'm just like, man, this, this is not a cheap, you know, this is 50 bucks, you know? So if it was, I mean, let's see, how much was Soundwave back in the old, was it like, was that a 24, was that a $24 figure or was it like 1999? I would I would vintage? like to believe it's nineteen ninety nine okay. to twenty four ninety nine in that ballpark. Okay. Yeah. But you know what I'm wondering too? I mean, it's August. These things have been sitting. They first of all, it's probably what a two month trip by boat from China to get yeah. here. So yeah. these things are sitting in those storage containers for how many months? So when I have a feeling maybe heat got to them. It's very well, possible in the yeah. transit. I, I, I don't know. Like I said, so I was I was peel, looking. You know? Yeah, the stickers the stickers bubbling. That's a possibility. Um, but as far as the paint being having scratches on the gray parts of the paint, to me, that's just not that's that's not something that should be excused. I mean, you know, they should have better QC. Uh, and even the the gold paint around uh, his the cassette door, the gold paint was like missing like it would have gold paint and there would be like a little like fraction of a millimeter missing and then it would continue on. So like I'm looking at all of that. I want a perfect representation. Um, and another thing I don't like about that reissue is it has these rubber bands that are holding it in. So I think that takes away yeah, from the vintage look. Yeah. I mean, I understand that we're not going to get styrofoam because it's probably not you know, environmentally friendly or whatever. So we're not going to get the styrofoam insert. But I don't like the way that they put those rubber bands, like literally two rubber bands, right down the center. Like to me, that just takes away from the vintage look. So, also, did the original have a rub sticker, or is that n- not on? So there the- was two. Yeah, there. So there was a non-rub version, uh, which came out I think in '83. That was the first one, and then there was the one with the rub sign. So there was two. It was like a running wave kind of a change. Yeah, so, that's yeah. the main thing I saw that that I wasn't happy about was didn't have the rub sign. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? The rub signs that they've been using, like even on the cassettes, they, I don't think they actually function anymore. I think they're just kind of they make them so you can kind of see the you can kind of see the symbol like right. like it's already heated up. But it, it's like, you know, I mean, the rub signs there because we can talk about the cassettes, I guess, as well. Um I did find the cassettes and I did buy a set of the cassettes. Uh, but once again, out of a case, it was a case of 12. So you had, you know, six and six. And out of those, I just, man, I, the printing on the card was not good. A lot of uh, white dots um, on the corners of the card. I mean, I, I put all these pictures in the uh, in our group just to kind of show what I was kind of talking about. But it just wasn't up to my standards. But, you know, I did want to leave the store with a set of tapes because, you know, I am collecting all of the Legends figures. Or I should say on any carded figure, I am collecting. So if it's carded, I'm collecting. Um, so I did find a set and I did, you know, I did spend the 40 bucks for the two, the two tape sets. And, um, so, I mean, I'll keep my receipt and if I find another set that is better, then I'll just return the other ones and, you know, buy the new ones. Well, at least you were able to find them. Cause I mean, I'm using BrickSeek every day. I'm checking and checking and find me from, from where I live, 
I have one Walmart that's 12 miles east of me. I have another one that's 12 miles north of me. And then I have another one that's uh, 18 miles northwest. So literally within a half hour, I have three Walmarts I could hit in a row. And they popped up on BrickSeek. Soundway's available. I go there. You're supposed to have six in stock. Nothing. Yeah. So I leave. The next day, I go back again. I talk to somebody, and they tell me that there's actually a release date of August 3rd. I said, okay, that's fine. I'll come back. August 3rd, I go back there at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I talk to somebody. They're not on the shelf. She calls the assistant manager. He says something about they're doing a a reset on the toy aisle and that if they're not out, they're not out for a reason. So now I'm just spinning my wheels. I've gone to four. You know, one Walmart I've gone to three times, another Walmart I've gone to twice. And now it's just like I'm wasting so much time and gas that I'm – very close to doing the buy it now on yeah. you double the price because it's just it's my time is money. I know. I know. You know? I, I got lucky. I left work two days this week early. I left at four thirty in the afternoon. I only worked a ten hour day because I start at six in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I was thrilled to leave work. And then what I do? I wasted an hour going to Walmart. So I'm like, you know, I, I could have easily yeah. just saved time. But I know I get it. It's the thrill of the hunt. You want to see it on the pegs. But yeah. And, and, uh, and you know, it's it is nice, like to be able to pick, you know, the ones the ones that you are, accept, you know, are acceptable for your collection out of the case, you know, if there's a case there. So, um, you know, when if you buy something on, on eBay, you know, you, you don't get that same gratification you don't know how the seller is going to ship them you don't know if they're going to come you know mangled or whatever you know well they're so. selling them for 75 dollars for the pair uh, so I, i'm that, hoping that they they pack them pretty well i mean it's crazy. too i mean i yeah look at this way if you're an ebay seller you paid 20 dollars each plus tax so you're looking at 44 to 45 dollars correct now you look yeah. at your ebay fees and your paypal yeah. so ebay takes what 10 10 percent paypal is like 3.5 3. Mm-hmm. so now you look let's just round it up to 15 percent mm-hmm. so 15 percent of 45 dollars you're looking at another like eight or nine dollars mm-hmm. they're really only making 20 bucks on that so yeah but you know if they bought you know if they bought i mean i saw in the groups people were buying multiple cases of them you know multiple cases oh. of sound wave multiple cases of cassettes you know so i mean if you know 20 bucks here 20 bucks there i mean it's easy for you to i shouldn't say it's easy but these people maybe that's what they do for a living i don't know you know to me me and you it's not it's not worth our time to even do that you know so I, I mean, I look at it both ways. I see some people doing it as, hey, look, if I buy the whole case of of 12 cassettes and I sell them, I paid for my set and I made a little bit of money. Yeah, but I, I mean, but I, I saw that all this weekend, all day today. I've seen different fighting and arguing in the Facebook groups between wrestling figures, the different Transformers where people – oh, and, and NECA too where people are buying things or they bought it at the Comic-Con and they're trying to sell it in the groups for – for double what they paid for it. Some, you know, mm-hmm. people are honest. They're like, you know, we're willing to pay an upcharge for your time and this well, and that. But yeah. Yeah. If you, if you stood in double. line, yeah. If you yeah. stood in line at SDCC or whatever, you know, that, that definitely costs money. I don't, I don't feel there's anything wrong with that. I mean, if you're going to spend money on airfare and hotel and, and, you know, uh, you know, everything that it costs to go to SDCC or whatever, or even go to whatever convention it is and then buy some exclusives and then try to pay for your trip. 
you know, I don't, I don't really see a problem with that. So these oh, people are complaining that the prices are too high, or what, what were they complaining I, about? I saw a full blown out argument today in one of the NECA groups. Uh, a guy was trying to sell a figure for ninety dollars that he got at the con for like forty five, and and the guy is you know they screenshot the whole argument, but he said, hey, look, this isn't a group about scalping to each other. This is a group of collectors that we try to help each other out when we can, mm-hmm. and you know, we, you know, we understand you can make something on it, but you know, you got to be a little bit more reasonable about it. And the guy was cursing and really? saying that you know, yeah. oh yeah, and the guy got kicked out of that group. Oh, I saw yeah. it in a wrestling group where there's a hard to find uh, figure that's like one per. It's not even one per case. It's like one for every two or three cases, and they're charging you know like a hundred dollars for a twenty dollar figure. Yeah. And yeah. Now, are these are these people that you recognize like that are con- normal contributors of the group or are they just random people that pop up that are newbies that are just trying to make money do you feel? The problem is I'm in like 36 or 38 okay, never mind. different toys. <laughs> so you don't really recognize the names then. <laughs> no, because what it is is I'm in like every single kind of toy group that's vintage, I'm in them. I'm in like Oh, I'm in like 13 vintage Star Wars. I'm in like five Star Wars. I mean, five G.I. Joe. I'm in a He-Man. And then I have a lot of other groups that are just mixed. They're called like action figure junkies and fully different things. So, you know, all day long, I'm constantly seeing stuff for sale. And a lot of times stuff gets put up at, I mean, ridiculously less than eBay prices. And then it's just, you know, so you see something, PM cent, PM cent. Sure, sure. So, you know, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm me sure. Busy. Yeah, yeah, and I'm and I'm sure for for the people who are constantly like like you said, like you're in the group, you see, you know what the prices go for. So, you know, if it is something, if it is a figure that it is worth your time to just pay a little bit more, you'll go ahead and do that. You know, but I there's not much more that I'm hunting in the stores. So this reissue line is kind of fun for me. I mean, I do. You know, I like walking around and taking pictures and sharing, you know, what's in the stores, you know, on the weekends kind of thing. But uh, I'm not really buying a whole lot. So it is this G1 line is helping me kind of, you know, uh, go out there and and hunt for stuff again, you know. So, yeah, well, my only thing is like when those the mini bots came out, my Walmart had one of those nice cardboard displays in between the aisles. That thing was so stocked up with them. And so many were damaged that I got three sets of them. Or no, I got four sets. I put mm-hmm. I think I sold two on eBay and I kept two for myself. Um, but once those were gone, I never saw them again. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I'm kind of like on the hunt that I, I feel like if I don't get it when they first come out, I'm not going to get them. I think so. When I went back uh, to the same Walmart that I found those last weekend, they were gone. Uh, all the sound waves and all the cassettes were gone. So I'm guessing that, you know, maybe scalpers bought them all. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, I just think they're kind of expensive for the average person to buy them. You know, 50 bucks for Soundwave and 20 bucks for one, you know, one set of tapes, and you got to buy both sets, so that's 40 bucks plus tax. So if you buy all three, you're, you're, you know, you're spending, you know, like a hundred bucks, you know, you're just blowing a hundred bucks. And I don't feel, I don't know, maybe, I mean, who knows? There's, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of collectors like me that, that really want to have them, but I don't know. I, I just feel that just within that short period of time, I kind of think that scalpers bought them all and 
Um, you know, who knows? And and with the you know, you mentioned the uh, the Walmart representative telling you that the stores are resetting. I mean, this is the time of the year that everything is doing a reset. I was actually at Target today, and Target had like two aisles of clearance toys just yep. packed. So I'm, you know, th- this is the this is the reset time. So they may hold those, you know, those newer figures, um, you know, for the reset. So we may see a huge amount of Transformers come out, you know, after the reset. Because right now my Walmart kind of looks like yours. There's like yellow stickers everywhere. So yeah, there's just not much there. I mean, they always have a bunch of wrestling figures and some miscellaneous Star Wars figures, but man, it looked it was so wiped out. That it's, you know, it's really disappointing. Plus, I feel like, I mean, I've gone to the same Walmart three times now. I feel like nobody even goes into the aisle and straighten yeah. things up. Like, everything's still in the same spot. Yeah. But but like you were saying, what, the, the the two packs of cassettes and Soundwave, it's going for 175 on eBay. Wow. So there is a That's nice, yet yeah, yeah, it was a nice chunk of change you can make them when you're buying up the whole case. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think we've talked enough about the G1 reissues, so I guess we can move on. Uh, uh, We can talk a little bit about Unicron, I guess. Um, I mean, Unicron has kind of been on everyone's uh, uh, discussion topic. Uh, Let's just let's go to Hasbro Pulse. Let's see. Let me go to Hasbro Pulse. And let me take a look at what the how many backers are there. Let's take a look and see what we have. So right now it says we have uh, 27 days left and we have where is the number here? So right now we have 2,214 backers. So I don't know. I mean, is this is this on track? I mean, I know some people are saying that that it is on track. The barge was the same kind of a. Same kind of way. Um, the barge only needed five thousand, I believe, right? And this is eight thousand. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, well, the barge, yeah, yeah the barge needed five thousand, and then what they did was they announced that Yak Face figure. So yeah, then the num- then the people right. started buying it, but but then they did That was before people knew that they were going to release that same Yak Face figure in the vintage right. collection, but just in a different card. They, they yeah. might need to do something with this, but in your opinion, I mean, you're you're a, you know a lot more about Transformers than I do. What could you throw in with Unicron that would be like, ooh, this is something from the movie that we haven't had that might make people say, well, now that you're putting that in there, I would buy it. Yeah, you know, that's a that's a tough one because they're the you know it, it, the funny thing is is they're classifying this as war for Cybertron and it's really not war for Cybertron. I mean, at least the way it looks right now, it doesn't have all of that crazy battle damage on it. It looks like it really looks like a figure from the the 86 movie. So, the 86 movie just had so much going on it was literally a constant toy commercial for <laughs> for everything right. i mean it, they they showed off every single figure you know in, in that movie so i don't i don't i really don't know what you could add add with him honestly i mean i think he on his own i think he he stands on his own um you know just the way the way he is and you know i think they'll 
obviously this is not the final, you know, it's not the final, it's a, it's, it's in its, you know, concept stage and, uh, I'm sure the colors will get a tweaked a little bit here and there. Um, it does seem like it, like just looking at the pictures, like if you look at his arms, uh, versus the, the planetary, uh, you know, sphere kind of a thing that sticks, sticks out the, the, the rings, the planetary rings, it does like in the movie, he did seem or like more orangey. And this seems like it is a little bit on the yellow side. So hopefully it will, maybe it's just the pictures, who knows, but maybe it'll be tweaked. So it'll be a little bit more on the orangey side. Um, yeah. Cause if you look at the pictures, uh, if you look at the official Haslab Unicron mm-hmm. picture number four, yeah. that one, the torso is orange. Oh, but if yeah. you look at the other right. ones, yep. it's yellow. You're right. You're right. So yep. I think so you're maybe right. It's, I think it's, it's the about picture. the camera angle. Yeah. Yeah. Camera maybe you're lighting. right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but even with the heads, like I look at one, the head is the top is yellow, but then yeah. you look at one, you can tell it's more of an animated one. It's orange. So exactly. yeah, maybe they need to just tweak it a little bit. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure and I'm sure they will. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm still I'm still on the fence. I know uh, I know Slick said that he ordered his, um, you know, which is cool. And I, how, do you know how that works? I mean, do if you order before someone, does that mean that you get yours before someone, or does do they not really care? I'm assuming like, everybody gets shipped at the same time. Okay. But it's just a matter of. Um, you know, maybe so maybe there's batches. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But what, but the thing is with the barge, the barge also came with a book. Like the right. barge had other things to, to come with it. Yeah. Like I know that Cookie Monster, that's gonna be a, a big fail for Haslab. <laughs> I know they have, I think they got like 38 backers for that thing. Yeah. So. I don't think that. But I mean, of all things for him to come out with, I don't know what possessed them to come out with. Yeah, I mean, I uh, read the backstory. I read the backstory on Cookie Monster, you know, and uh, I mean, I understand that everyone grew up with Sesame Street. I I understand that, but I mean, I'm a statue collector, and I don't know if I would have any interest in putting a life-size cookie monster in my statue collection you know um now i do know people that collect statues and props like movie props and like they have um i don't know if you remember but i think it was NECA that actually was making the life-size gremlins do you remember that oh Uh, yeah 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 they make a bunch of life-size ones they have life-size slimer they yeah. make a bunch of different things like that. Life size egg from like yep. aliens. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're, they're always like 600 and above, Yeah, you know, yeah. even, even yeah. more, but they're like rubbery normally, like a rubbery kind oh, of. Oh yeah. Plastic. Yeah. I mean, it, it depends. It depends on the figure or on, you know, on the character or whatever, if, if they have to make it look, you know, movie realistic or whatever. But I mean, obviously, you know, cookie, cookie monster was, you know, a furry puppet. And, you know, I think it looks great. I mean, they've got the, they've got the, the belly, you know, it's kind of like a circular belly. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's got the googly eyes. I mean, it looks like Cookie Monster, so that's cool. But I just don't know what you're going to do with, you know, even if you are a statue collector or a prop collector, if you would really want Cookie Monster in your collection next to your Gremlins or whatever, you know, or your Chucky doll, you know, your life's life-size Chucky doll, you know? Well, I could tell you this much. Argument's sake, say I never liked Star Wars or G.I. Joe and Sesame Street was my jam. I couldn't buy that because I got a black lab and there's no way 
my black lab Scooby right. is going to go grab this $600 cookie monster and beat the hell out of it. Slobber marks, you know, door yeah. stuck to, you're not going to get off. Uh, that would yeah. not happen. Like I have, um, I have a life-size Yoda statue that's yeah. actually, it's made by elusive concepts mm-hmm. and it's, it's made from the exact mold that they made the actual puppet for the movie from. That's I have cool. it encased in acrylic. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah, like because yeah. so nobody can touch it because yeah. they're very delicate. They're made of uh, but I don't. I mean, rubber and foam and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, most of these people that are doing it, they they have a you know a dedicated room, and um, I, I mean, I would guess that you would maybe put Cookie Monster inside of a case or something. I don't know, but whatever. I don't think it's gonna get backed. I'm not really, you know, I don't. I have no interest in it. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, moving back to this Unicron, I mean, it looks really good. I just don't know. So I, I will say one thing: if I were to get this, he would not be in robot mode for me. He'd just be a planet because really, yeah, I wouldn't even care about the robot robot mode. It, I'm surprised it, to hear that. Yeah, I literally would just have him in planet mode. So. Do I want a large, you know, an oversized beach ball, you know, <sighs> at, you know, sitting next to my statues, you know, because it's it's a 30 inch diameter. So this is going to be a lot of it, it has to be inside of a custom case or, you know, whatever. Um, this is not going to fit anywhere in any normal, you know, uh, shelving, you know, so. Right. Um, you know, but I don't know. Uh, it's it's interesting. Um, I still haven't pulled the trigger on it. I don't know if I'm gonna do it. Uh, it's I don't. It's not really the money uh, because you know I, I don't have a problem with with spending high dollars on statues. Um, so I would consider this kind of like a, a statue since I would literally just have him in the planet mode. Um, but I just don't know if I need this in my life at this point you know i mean i i I pretty much sold all my masterpiece figures um you know i'm really not i'm really not collecting a whole lot of you know transformer related stuff at this point you know what would you say your odds are right now of buying it like not 50 50 are you like 25 75 to how yeah i would definitely be on the low i'd be uh, i'd be like a 20 yeah 25 percentile at this point i would be on the low side like i am you know because for me, everything in my collection is on display. I have nothing in boxes. Everything is on display inside of one of my bestas with with lighting and behind glass and everything. So this would have to um, this would have to be inside of one of those cabinets. So let me tell you, I do have a Unicron head. Um, I have a Unicron statue. It is just the his head with they his horns. Yes. From horn to horn, it's about 25 inches wide. Um, so for his horns, for width, and probably the head itself is probably about maybe 18 inches wide. So, but it's a highly detailed piece. You know, it represents Unicron. It, it's Unicron's head. You know, and it sits there, and I've got it all the way at the top level of one of my cabinets. So he just kind of stares down at everything, and I'm I'm content with that. You know, and that thing I think I paid 300 bucks for years ago. So. Wow. Um, well, maybe if they add something else to the uh, to the Kickstarter, maybe yeah. you might might sway your opinion a little bit. Yeah. I'm just surprised you displayed in in planet mode. I thought for sure you'd display it the other way. No, because like I said, I I don't have any. You know, I I sold all my masterpiece. 
Yeah. No, I, I don't, I get I don't it have now. anything else. I yeah. don't have anything else to display it with. He would literally be in his own cabinet. Yeah, it's a lot so, of real estate. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot of, of real estate. estate. You know, it's it'd be 27 inch, you know, 27 inch tall by 24 inch wide or whatever. Um, you know, another thing that I don't know about this is, you know, how are they going to ship this thing? They're going to ship this thing in planetary mode or are they going to ship it in robot mode and you're going to have to attach, you know, is going to be a, a full, question. It will it be a full robot or are they going to do what they did with Metroplex where you had to, you know, attach the arm, you know? I don't know. I mean, it all these questions I have in my head, I still don't know if I'm confident that Hasbro can pull this off. Because, like I said, if if I opened up the box and I saw him in robot mode and his arm is, they didn't want to make the box large enough to have him in full robot mode. And they had his arm sitting off to the side and you had to attach his arm. That, to me, just makes it feel like a toy and not a premium product, you know? Because that's what they did with Metroplex for us. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. Whichever one I think is going to take up less room is how I would assume they're going to pack it. Well, I think planetary yeah. mode is what I think they would ship it in. Yeah, I don't know because with the with the barge, I don't think we actually saw any of the styrofoam or any of that before it shipped. Right? I don't think they actually showed how they were going to ship it. True, but the difference is we knew it was a ship. That's true. That's true. So you knew it could only go one way. It was just a matter of how well they were going to pack everything. The main question was everybody was wondering was the was the figure going to be inside the box or separate? Yeah. Because people were worried that you're going to have to cut the box open to get the figure out, and now it's not a sealed box. But interesting question. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's something to think about. Uh, I mean, do you have any intention of ordering this? I know people are talking about oh, you should buy it because it's going to go up in value. I'm not. No, I'm not a. I'm not one of those people that are into that whole thing because uh, I've, I've shipped a lot of statues and I know how expensive shipping is. Uh, they When they calculate shipping, it's not based upon actual physical weight. It's actually dimensional weight. So they actually measure all... Uh, all four sides of the box and then they add up all those values and then that kind of gives you your dimensional weight. So um, dimensional weight actually uh, is cared for and priced out before the actual physical weight. So that's like, this is going to cost a lot of money to ship, you know, uh, if if, if you're trying to resell it. I mean, for an individual, just random person going to UPS or FedEx or USPS, you know, it, it's probably going to probably going to cause a hundred bucks to ship the thing. You know, well, the whole, well, I saw a lot on eBay. The whole thing with the shipping is not only does it go by the zone, but now they've created that priority mail used to be priority, whether you were saying it to California, Florida, Maine, Hawaii, mm-hmm. wherever. Yeah. Now they created the Northeast is one zone. The South is one zone. Midwest is a different zone. And now priority has a tiered pricing. It goes up more and more and more. And now the other thing, too, is like shipping large items. It goes by whether, like you said, the dimensional pricing. Mm -hmm. It depends if it's going by truck or by plane. Right. So like me living in the Northeast or shipping something down South or to like Ohio, the Midwest, it's not that bad. It's once I get to texas california right. you know washington that i mean i shipped an, one single gi joe figure to hawaii and that was i think it was 13 dollars and it was 
you know, and meanwhile, if I normally, that's what I packed it like extra heavy duty. Right, right, right. But normally, it used to be four dollars to ship a single GI Joe figure anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So the shipping is really, it's really yeah. deterred me on eBay from selling right now. It's between that and all the fees. It's just like, unless I'm well, that, making a killing on it, it's not even worth it anymore. Yeah, and that's the thing. So this, you know, this Unicron is, uh, it's five five seventy five. And then let's say it's going to cost a regular person a hundred bucks to ship. Um, so uh, then you've got eBay fees on top of that. Ten, you know, figure fifteen percent. I mean, I don't know. Is it worth it? Is it worth shelling out all this money for what? This is not coming out till twenty twenty, and you have to pay for it at the end of August if this funds. So I don't know. I just don't know if it's worth it. So. Yeah, I think it all depends on if it funds or not. But I, I mean, I'm this I'm not going to order. But Snake Mountain, the only reason why I was really thinking about doing it is I love that box art from the original one. Yeah, like that old Masters Universe. Those those boxes just look incredible. Oh, yeah. So yeah. to me, it was like at least if I if I bought it and I held on to it, I got to look at the box for a year. So that's why I was contemplating it. But at the end, it's just like man, you know, six hundred dollars is uh. Yeah. Yeah. Six to seven hundred's a lot to lay out for a gamble. Yeah, and that and it's the gamble. It's the gamble that what if that box doesn't come to you mint? You know, then right. then you're going to be upset because you know you're going to have the, the one of the reasons why you wanted it was to, for the box art, and maybe the box art will have a huge hole in it. You know, they'll probably ship it as you know as it is from the factory. You know, so and the main thing too, we, we really as toy collectors, what anything that's coming up that's new. A real possibility is anything with these tariffs. I mean, I'm not into politics. I don't really delve into it. I just read Apple News and whatnot. But you never know in the next year to two years between pre-orders that they might say it's one price. But then when it actually does come out, maybe things change with if there is a, a trade war or something happens with these different I think, things. So I think Hasbro, I think Hasbro being a large enough company that they would just kind of eat eat whatever the cost is. So if there is some sort of a you know, extra taxing that's going to happen because of what's going on uh, in China and stuff. Uh, I, I would say that Hasbro just being just a large company will just say, okay, well, we, we agreed, you know, because technically this is a contract, right? I mean, if you agree to yeah. their terms, you it says, please agree to terms. That's a contract. Um, so you are agreeing to the 575 and that's it. Um, well, so actually, I think, you know what? You just answered one of my questions. Mm-hmm. I just realized, um, the full force that Chris McCloud does a podcast. It's about uh, GI Joe and does different things. Uh, Hasbro is now shifting their production. It's not all going to be in China anymore. Yeah, Vietnam. It's going back to Vietnam, right? Right, twenty five percent of it. So maybe they're going to do that then. Maybe what, they'll what offset the, some of it. What was the quality? I can't remember. Was Vietnam better quality than than China? Because I know we got Vietnam figures at one point. At least when I was collecting the Generations line, I think we did get figures that were made in Vietnam, and I. Remember that they, I think they were a little bit better quality, but maybe it's the flip. See, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't really know. I mean, the only yeah. thing I know for a fact that's made in Vietnam is Nike. Okay. And, right. I mean, I know Nike's got pretty good quality. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's just something that, you know, they're going to hedge their bets with, which makes sense as a, you know, a multinational country that a uh, corporation, I mean, to try to yep. Yep. protect themselves. Well, that's cool. All right. Well, that's enough about Unicron. Um, I don't know. Uh, we're just kind of winging through this show here. Uh, I guess we'll just uh, what what we got. How about let's do that? Uh, did you get anything, Rock? Oh boy. Well, last <laughs> week I, I last week I dipped out early because uh, I had to go to sleep. 
So That's I okay. have a month. I have a month's worth of what I got in. Oh man! So uh, oh, everybody, this... you you might want to go take a bathroom break right now. Go get another drink because I have a lot that I got in. All so right, all right, here we go. Uh, modern stuff. I got in the uh, the GameStop exclusive. The Electron Ecto-1. Ecto-1, okay, that's cool. And I, I love it. I mean, I think it looks yeah. incredible. Luckily, mine didn't come with the, the separation in the fender. Yep. Yep. Mine came pretty good. Um, I got my San Diego Comic-Con exclusive snap it to a Slim Jim That was man. awesome. Yeah, I, oh. that, those pictures you sent were so cool. That that that's uh that's something that you know even if you're not like into collecting, like you could just put that on your desk and just look at that all day, and just you know you could just have it closed up. Cause okay, I wanted to ask you, can you once I know you opened it up, but can you put the Slim Jim cover back on so it looks like a pack, so it looks like a Slim Jim box? Absolutely. Okay. Cool. You, I, what I did was I took an Exacto knife like you do. I sliced the tape. Mm-hmm. You could pull the Macho Man out. And what's nice is the Macho Man is in a protective plastic case that's like shrink wrapped. That's awesome. So you could always put it back in there. And that's what I did. I have Macho Man is displayed next to the Slim Jim box. That's cool. That's cool. Oh, I love that figure. And it's funny because I don't buy modern wrestling figures, but I bought that one. Yeah. So that one just yeah. struck a chord with me. And, you know, I love my retro Hasbro's and LJN's, but that one I had to get. And that's another one. That one's going for $75 on eBay. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of crazy. Uh, it's funny. This is a toy line I've talked a lot of shit about. The new Mego figures. Okay. I got in Amigo. Really? Yes. So um, a couple weeks ago, me and my son took a road trip to go visit my parents. We went to Gettysburg uh, Battlefield Memorial oh, okay. Museum. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And on the way back, I made a pilgrimage to... Uh, Kevin Smith's comic book shop in Red oh. Bank, New Jersey. Yeah. So it's called Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash. Yeah. And they do a few podcasts from there. And one of them, it's called Tell Them Steve Dave. It's two of the guys from uh, Comic Book Men, the TV show that they made there, and one guy from Impractical Jokers. I don't know if you watch that show at all. No, I mean, I, I, I mean, Comic Book Men, uh, I was watching. I don't think that's even showing anymore, right? That's, yeah, it they, got canceled. Okay, it got canceled. Yeah, that was, yeah. but that was interesting. You know, where where people would come into the secret stash and they would, you know, they would joke around. Uh, the the owner, not the owner, but the main manager of the shop. I don't know, is he the owner? The, no, he's, Walter. He's, he's very, the he's, yeah, he's the uh, he's the manager. Okay, Walter's yeah, he's the manager. Yeah. Brian is uh, the friend of Kevin Smith, and then the other guys, you know, they work there. Yeah. But um, so there's a podcast to do it's called Tell Him Steve Dave. And one of the guys, his name is Brian Quinn. Everybody knows him from Impractical Jokers. So they made exclusive Migos for that TV show. Oh. They had them signed in the store for $40. Oh, wow. Cool. So, yeah, I, I got a, I, I love Impractical Jokers. That's like one of those few shows like the whole family. We get around and we watch it and we laugh our asses off. So cool. uh, I got the Migo Brian Quinn. I got my case of Russian G.I. Joe figures that I did a little video on. Yep, yep. Unfortunately, it disappeared. I don't know how that works when you do one of those live videos. Uh, but it seemed like it was only on the group page for like two days. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if you got to see it or not. But, yeah, I got 20, 20 Russian G.I. Joe figures. Which, yeah, the, the, so you know, they're Indian Fun School. So Hasbro licensed the agreement out to Fun School. India made them from like 2000 to 2005. And then it went dormant. They sold the molds to Russia. Now they're making them. So the figures are cool. They're a little bit different color. The card backs are a little flimsier, but 
the way I look at it is I just want the representation of those characters. So it, to me, it was That's well cool. worth it. Yeah, cool. uh, I got a version three Snake Eyes mint on card from '89. I got a 1986 or 87 General Hawkman on card. I got a short fuse G.I. Joe straight arm mint on card. Uh, 1985 short fuse. Uh, let me see. What else did I get? Uh, oh, I got uh, 1985 bazooka mint on card. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Slaughter's Marauders footloose mint on card. Night Viper uh, mint on card. And I also got another modern figure. I got the Laurie Strode NECA figure from the latest Halloween movie. Really? So it's yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis figure. Okay. Yeah, cool. I never, I never thought I'd be saying I'd had her in my collection. Yeah. But cool. yeah, that's a that's a month's worth of what I spent that's my a, time on. Yeah, that's a it's a lot a lot of money. Those vintage Joes, man, and <sighs> that's uh that's really that's really crazy. <laughs> And it's funny because you you weren't gonna originally you weren't gonna go down that rabbit hole right, but now you're just seems like you're really fully into it. You know what it is? I have the Star Wars is done. Yeah. And when I go to my toy shop, it's like he his his prices are well below eBay, and he doesn't yeah. sell on eBay. So I kind of have the feel like when I go there, if I see something that I know is well worth. Uh, he has it well underpriced. I buy sure. it even if I don't like the character. Yeah, yeah. Just because I know I'm getting a real good deal. Like yep. uh, some of those figures, I paid half of what they are on eBay. So, you know, to me, I, I look at some. I, I, I do look as an investment. So yeah. I, I do kind of look at those eyes of like, hey, you know what? It's so far below market value. Let me buy it. Worst comes to worst, if I ever change what I'm into collecting, you know, at least I can get my money back and make a few bucks on it. That's cool. That's cool. But. Oh, and then I got the 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 He-Man figures also, which was modern. So every line I've shit on, I've bought this week, <laughs> this month. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Well, that's cool. That's very. I cool. I saw. What did you get in? I saw you posted a new YouTube video. So yeah. Uh, so I I got the final Dinobot uh, Giga Power from Giga Power. Uh, it is called Super Raider. That's the name that they named him. But it is Grimlock. It is masterpiece style um, from uh, from Giga Power. And uh, yeah, this has been a long journey uh, for Giga Power. They started in 2014. They showed us the first renderings of the you know of the the Dinobots and. And uh, it's been a long, a long run, and they finally put out the last Dinobot. So uh, I, I got it in, actually got it in. Um, I think it was like Tuesday, and it just sat there. Because I, I, what I like to do with my videos um, is I just like to, I like to experience it for the first time, and. So yeah, that's what I did, and um, I'm really happy with it. It's got great weight to it. It's got awesome paint detail. It's just, it's a really solid figure. Um, there were some moments in the transformation, and I, I like doing a step-by-step -step transformation, so I do a really slow like transformation. A lot of these other people, they just go through so fast, you can't figure out what the heck's going on. So, um, I, and I, like I said, I don't make any money on my YouTube channel. I, I'm not... I'm doing it for whoever wants to watch, and um, I can go back and you know watch the video to figure out how to transform the darn thing back. <laughs> you know? Are you nervous at all transforming those? Because I can. This is my thing. I have when I was a kid, 
I have two nightmare stories about Transformers with that my friends had. So I I had a friend, you know, we were middle class, lower middle class. My friend got Starscream. He got it for his birthday. And I was all excited. I'm like, hey, can I see it? Can I see it? I went to go transform it. And you know how the cockpit tucks into his chest yeah. on the original ones? <laughs> yeah. I snapped it right uh, off. Oh, I mean, I, I don't know which way I bent it. I broke it right off, and it was just like the kid just had it for maybe an hour. Yeah. So well, are you ever nervous transforming these? Because, man, I, I'd be afraid to touch a three uh, expensive transformer. Yeah. I go so slow. Uh, I read the instructions. You know, as I'm moving a panel, I'm actually watching, like, all of the joints for the panel. And there's actually there's actually some, some, some things that happen that I pointed out in the video. Like, if you want to put his uh, – if you want to put his, his fists back inside – um, there is a very small joint in there, and I point out where if you don't move this one panel the right way, it's going to snap. But yeah, I'm really happy with it, uh, and it's just so good to have the whole set of Dinobots sitting there. Uh, like I said, I mean, I was I was with these guys from 2014, so <laughs> it's been five years of just reading posts and watching them come out with you know the test shots and. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they'll ever do anything again. Honestly, I don't really understand Giga Power. I don't feel they're a real company. I feel that they are just because they've never produced anything else. So Rock, they they literally only have these Dinobots. <laughs> so maybe just a passion project for somebody that, who owns that's the kinda, company. And that and that's kind of how I felt. Like I I felt like even if you look at their Facebook page, like it's it's very they answer questions like right on the money. Like uh, they are. It's literally like they're taking money from one figure and then they put that profit into the next figure and, you know, sell that and then put it in the next figure and sell that. And that's it. Um, they've they've never I mean, I, I think it is. I think it's just a passion project. I think it's literally a bunch of guys sitting around in a garage saying, you know what? We love Dinobots. Let's make some really awesome, large Dinobots that are physically larger than anyone else you know, any other company that's made them, you know? I mean, I could tell you this from firsthand knowledge. I work at a lot of vineyards on the North Fork, and they all lose money making wine. And I said to my boss, I'm like, how can all these vineyards be doing it? And they said, basically, they're it's like a thing that rich people like to brag about. I have a vineyard. And it's also a big tax write-off. Like, they need something to lose money on tax-wise of their different holdings that they have. So maybe this is just something that, like, they have multiple things in their LLC and just that they need one thing that maybe doesn't make a big profit, but they enjoy. And yeah, that's, yeah, you know, I mean, that's what they might be doing. The, the amount of paint. So, you know, out of all the transformers that I've collected over the years, the amount of paint that they are putting, you know, very fine details, you know, inside like the wires, the electrical wires and all that stuff. They're using multiple different colors of paint to do that. And that's a lot of applications like and it's not like it's perfectly painted. Like to me, that that amazes me that you can do that. So I don't even know how they have their masking system set up to do that or if that's hand painted or if that's robotic paints. I have no idea. But I mean, like I said, this figure was the most expensive figure out of all of them. So they did raise the price. And I don't know if that's due to Giga Power or if that's due to the suppliers. But this figure had a retail price of $199. 
the pre-orders came out. People were uh, pre-ordering them around 179, so about 20 bucks off for the pre-order. And then when it finally got released, they dropped to about 175. And now there's a huge amount of, you know, now that all the sellers actually have them in stock, like I said, they they've got them. They're selling 175 shipped directly from China at this point. But, well, how do you feel the price point was? Do you think 175 spot on is 175 I, so, more than so it here, been here, or? So, so here's the deal. So Fans Toys is the other company that made Dinobots. And uh, so they Fans Toys is a huge third-party company that makes really high-quality Transformers. And, um, you know, a lot of, lot of people love them, this and that. But they came right out of the gate. Uh, their, their Dinobots were $200 each. So uh, when Gigapower released their first Dinobot, Snarl, uh, he was 129 and uh, so the most of my most of the Dinobots that I got from Gigapower were priced between 129 and 159. And this this Grimlock was the the was the only one that was priced out of the gate at 199. And I don't even know how that pricing works honestly because you're not buying directly from Gigapower. You're buying from random you know sellers in China. You know. Interesting. So I, I don't really know. There's no way to go to gigapower.com and buy it from them directly. So they Gigapower sells it to the Chinese sellers, and then the Chinese sellers, you know, sell it to you know whoever wants to buy it. Hmm. So it's interesting. Hey, yeah. one one last thing. Yep. So you know, when I was in fourth grade, I had that. It was either fourth or fifth grade. I was. Uh, let me think. It was probably 1985. When that happened, I was probably 10. Did you ever have any uh, G1 issues? Like, did you have a break a toy that you really regretted or or broke somebody else's transforming them? Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, my story where um, I didn't really have a whole lot of uh, like I just really didn't have a whole lot of really good toys. Like a lot of my stuff was. Um, like from like garage sales and stuff, like I'd always get like used, like used whatever my mom could find kind of a thing. <laughs> so, um, you know, like show and tell was really, really hard for me being little. Um, I, I, I think I, I actually made more things like I, I remember making a telescope um, to uh, to kind of sh- wow. you know use for show use for show and tell. Yeah, I mean I, I literally just took some some pipe and some uh, some some glass uh, glass discs and and made a little uh, little telescope, you know. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I just um, yeah, I mean. It, I don't have a whole lot of memories of, uh, of having a lot of toys. The only, the only memory that I have of an actual transformer is prowl that I actually got prowl from my uh, grandparents. Um, and that was, that's the only memory that I have of opening up a real boxed transformer. I believe, I believe that my parents never bought me, uh, a boxed like I never I don't have I don't have any memories of opening up a new transformer for my parents. So yeah, see I remember like uh, going to service merchandise where you you took something out of the catalog. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, you I wrote yeah, your own yeah. little thing. Yeah, but you didn't yeah. know what was going to come down the conveyor sure. belt. So mm-hmm. I remember like my first two uh, first two transformers were uh, Dinobots. 
And oh, I had awesome. Grimlock and the one that's like the I think the one's like the the plant eater, the one with the real long neck. I'm not sure which one yeah. that is. Oh, sludge, um, yeah, yeah. Sludge. But I, this is a this is a really funny story. I never got to share it on this podcast. I've told it to like my toy buddies, but um, <laughs> you know, we we used to move around like every three years or so. Like once the the landlord would raise the rent or whatever, my parents would move. So finally, I was at that age. I'm going into junior high. I have uh, my brother was five years older than me. So everything there was normally two of. So uh, the grandparents, uncles, they always would buy tons of stuff. So mm-hmm. you, we had two TIE fighters, two X-Wings. So when it came to Star Wars, we were loaded with stuff because wow. my brother was also he was the only grandchild for a long time. So he had sharing issues. So my <laughs> they, they always had to be two of, of most things. I still have my vintage Star Wars figures. And on the bottom of the feet, my mom took a Sharpie. Some of them either have my initials on the feet or they have an X. So, wow. so now getting back to this story. So we're moving from one apartment to another in Lindenhurst. Um, I have all these vintage Star Wars figures and add at Millennium Falcon. Um, let me see. Darth Vader, the, the Star Destroyer, mm-hmm. two cloud cars. Almost every vehicle you could think of playset. I'm at that age now where I'm really hardcore into wrestling and uh, G.I. Joe Star Wars was done by then. Star Wars was dead in that time. I said, you know what? My friend Steven, he's got two younger brothers. What would be a better thing to give them all these vehicles? <laughs> we load up my parents Ford Fairmont. Google that. If you guys want to see a real piece of shit car, Google Ford Fairmont. That's what my parents drove. They bought it off the Hertz as a used rental car. Uh, We loaded this thing up. We drove to my friend's house, and I felt, like, so good. I'm like, oh, I'm giving these kids my toys. His uh, his parents were divorced. They all lived with the dad. They didn't have a lot of toys. They were kids that were always, like, outside and dirty. Like, they were never indoor kids. Like, they were always just outside all day. I give them all these boxes of toys. Um, as we're driving away, I'm looking out the rear, the, the back window, and I see them grab softball bats, aluminum bats. Okay. And he tosses, he underhand pitches the tie fighter, <laughs> and the kid just smashes it. <laughs> then they take the AT-AT, and they 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 put sand it up, and they clubbed it like they were just trying to like the way. Like somebody gets beat down with right, bats. Right, right. They beat the shit out of it. And I just see the thing just destroyed. They within about I, by the time we drove away, I was like head in my hands going, What did I just do? I just gave these kids all these toys <laughs> and all they did was just destroy yeah. it. Well, I hope those I hope if they're out there now, they realize like they destroyed all these vintage vehicles right. and think like, Oh, what did right. we do? Right. But that's like my of all like my toy memories as a kid, like that's one that that really, really bothers me. But then I have some funny ones too with my father. We were um, we were in Massapequa Mall, and there was a toy store. I think it was called Play World. It had right. like a like a castle on it, mm-hmm. and somebody went to go shoplift. This is the original GI Joe's stalker. Somebody went to go peel the bubble off the card back, and he was hanging off like halfway. <laughs> yeah. And my dad goes, "Look, somebody tried to steal this." He's like. This guy didn't know what he was doing. He didn't finish the job. And my dad peeled off Stalker and put it in his pocket. And I was just like, whoa, dad just took Stalker. Yeah. And I was, like, but I was like, oh, that's so cool. Oh, my I mean, goodness. I mean, I was seven or eight. I mean, right, it was like 1982. Right. But, uh, I mean, my love of vintage toys, I have a lot of memories about stuff. But just uh, some of those memories, like some stick out in a good reason. 
and some stick out in a bad reason. But man, I feel for Chris Crowley, I feel so bad for breaking his star streams head off. I feel I still to this day, I mean, shit, it's like 30 something <laughs> years ago and I still remember and feel horrible about it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have a whole lot of those. Uh, I don't really have any memories of uh, of breaking someone else's toy. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the neighborhood. I know that like uh, my next door neighbor had a bunch of Masters of the Universe. Uh, had he had Thundercats. Uh, I used to go over there and you know play with those those figures. Um, but um, yeah, I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't allowed to have any of that stuff. So. Yep, it's uh totally different. Like I like I said, I mean, like I've told you guys before, like I feel so distant from all the stuff, you know, even even the you know, the story of, you know, Star Wars, you know. And you, know, you guys, you know, are like, you know, how can you not how could you have not have seen Star Wars, you know? And um yeah, it's just it's a different uh, you know, it's a different life that I that, you know, I guess my parents thought i don't know you know they yeah, nah, i don't know I, see that's the uh, thing like my love for star wars i i could tell you this one like 1980 empire strikes back came out i was five and a half my dad knew her, like star wars was my brother's life he that was everything to him he my dad we lived in queens he took us to a really nice movie theater in Rockville Center, which was a nice uh, uh, town in Nassau County where it's a much higher income than where we lived. We went to not only this movie theater. It wasn't just a regular level. It had a balcony. Oh, we, wow. ne- we never went to a movie theater that had a balcony. And this was the first time, and I can tell you I remember this to the day. This is the first time this fat little kid ever had frozen bonbons. <laughs> frozen bonbons. Frozen, yes, that's how nice of a movie theater it was. Yep. They had frozen bonbons in 1980, yeah. and you know, another fond memory. I mean, like I can still remember Return of the Jedi. That movie theaters back then, at least where I lived, they only had between two and four screens per theater, mm-hmm. and we, you literally just waited around the block. There was no buying wow. the tickets in advance right. back then. Right. And I remember we waited outside for like an hour to get those tickets. And yeah, I just, it's, uh, Star Wars is just fond memories for me. Yeah. Yep. I have absolutely none of that. I, I have none of that. And like when I hear, you know, when I hear everyone talk about stuff like that, it's just, it's just hard for me to relate. You know, I feel like I was brought up in a different country or something, you know? Well, I mean, like, um, like on TNT right now, you can watch any of the movies. But it means nothing to me. It means nothing to me. No, I understand that. You have to understand. You you have to understand, Rock. If your parents tell you don't watch something, then that's it. It's over. I have absolutely no interest in watching Star Wars because I have that ingrained in my head that I wasn't. My parents took that away from me. It's over. It's done. I have no interest in watching that. I don't. I, you won't understand it. Nobody would understand no, it unless you're no. put into that situation. So you know what it is right now. I'm on a complete '80s nostalgia focus. Like Fourth of July weekend, I had the house to myself for a couple hours. But it's hours. not nostalgia, Rock. It's uh, yeah, not no, nostalgia. You if that, you no. weren't there, if you didn't live yeah. it, that's what I'm trying to say. But so my memories, like, my memories are negative memories. So 
you know, I, I remember, I remember one of my, um, so I remember one of my, uh, my dad's friends, maybe it was one of my mom's friends. I'm not too sure, but, um, yeah, he brought over, uh, it was, I, I'm, I'm guessing it was the, uh, you know, it was the ship that had the two, uh, it was, I don't know if it was a star destroyer or what the, it must've been, it's the TIE fighter. The, the thing that has the two, uh, waffles on the end, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yeah, TIE fighter. Yeah, yeah, it's a TIE mm-hmm. fighter. So he brought that over and I was so excited to just have a new toy, but I was just excited that he brought a cool looking space looking toy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my dad said that that was too expensive to accept and told him to take it back. Wow. And, and so that, those are the memories that I have that will never go away. And that's the end of it. So I have no interest in any of that at this point because of the bad memories no, of I, what I, I experienced. See, yeah. See, see, for me, what's different is like right now I'm having a renaissance right now of just anything from the 80s that I delved into a little bit when I was younger. I'm mm-hmm. trying to absorb all of it. Like Fourth of July weekend, I was pull, I was watching uh, Ghostbusters animated cartoons, Transformers, mm-hmm. things I haven't seen or haven't watched in 30 plus years. I'm just trying to absorb it all right now. I'm so let just, me ask you: Does it does it ruin like so? So let's say you watch, uh, let's say you watch a movie that you saw when you were younger and you experienced it. Does if you rewatch it, does the movie like what if the movie doesn't hold up? Does it ruin your memory? It doesn't ruin the memory because I put it at it was at a different time. I feel like now we don't have any attention span because I hate to say it, I'm one of them people yeah. like me and my wife right now we're um. We, we ran out of shows to binge watch. So we're watching boilers on HBO and like we're watching it and we're like, we're both on our phone right. multitasking while we're watching it back then. Everything you watch had your sole attention. So yeah. you lived and died by everything that happened. So now when you watch it, you kind of like, well, some things were good. Some things were cheesy. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I'll tell you what I do now, like discovery family, mm-hmm. Every morning at like 5 and 5.30 a.m., they have G.I. Joe on. So I DVR it, and when I get home from work, as I cook dinner or prepare my lunch and stuff for the next day, I have her on the background. And I pick up things that I didn't remember or haven't seen in a long time. And it's just – you know what it is? I guess it's just a part of a, probably a lot of our listeners would be in, in my position. You're 40-something years old or in your 30s. You got bills. You got your job. You need something to escape. Yeah. I don't okay. drink. I don't do right. drugs. Right. Right. I just want something to escape to that reminds me of the days I didn't have all this stuff. And it's just to me, anything 80s just makes me feel good. No, like I, watching I, I Stranger Things, like yeah. watching Stranger Things to me was just like, oh, I just wish I could just go into that world. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, that, Elf. I, I used to watch Elf. I don't know if mm-hmm. you ever watched Elf. Oh, all, yeah. But. <laughs> you know, um, I'm trying to think of what other, uh, do you remember Mr. Belvedere? <laughs> Love Mr. Belvedere. That was on Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Belvedere Webster, yeah. different yeah. strokes, yep. which what's really cool right now is I have an intern. He's, uh, he's 19 or 20 and he likes stuff from the eighties, but doesn't know much about it. So we talk all day long about stuff from the eighties and, then, like, say I work with him on Monday and I don't work with him again until Wednesday, he'll be like, hey, 
I went on Netflix or I watched on this. I found this. You're talking about. You're right. This was awesome. Like, yeah. you, you know, we're talking about the Karate Kid. And I was, what happens is like, I try to, uh, when I train people, I try to use different things to motivate. Like, sure, I use sure. music and motives in the motivation. Right. So, like, the other day we were in traffic and I said to the kid, I'm like, look, we got to get you motivated to get this day in. So, first I played Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> and then I played the Karate Kid song. You're the best oh, around. And and the kid, I'm like, I go, don't you want to go again? And and the kid was laughing. He's like, he goes, I really liked what you showed me how to work. Because I try to make it fun. I try all to right. make work not just, um, you know, backbreaking work all day. I try to infuse laughter and motivation. Mm-hmm. And all the young kids like to work with me. So it's it's a lot of fun, but it's just to me, it's just nostalgia. Just it it just makes me happy. Yep. It, it, yeah, I think it makes I think it makes all of us happy. I really think. I mean, for for the stuff that we actually live through, you know, I think uh, I think it's a big deal. I mean, it really is. Yeah, because that that was going back to one of the things I saw on the Facebook group today. It was just a there was a big argument about uh, a guy put a thing up because guys, uh, can you just post pictures of how you display your mint on card figures? And people had some really nice displays, things I never thought of before. And then there was a guy, he wasn't, he claims he wasn't trolling, but he was just like, well, if I want to see stuff that's uh, in the package, I go to the store. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote back, I'm like, yeah, but do you realize like everything people are putting is vintage 70s and 80s and 90s stuff? Like, it's not in the store. Yeah. And then the guy's like, yeah, well, that's stupid. That's because you guys are holding on to this crap thinking you, it's worth something. Right. And then people are like, this stuff's worth thousands of dollars. It was like, watch well, to you. And it was right. just like, a, I don't know if it was a troll, but, yeah, you know, yeah. there's a, there's a lot of us out there yeah. who are all in the same boat of uh, love the vintage stuff. And, you know, it, it makes me happy. So. Well, that's cool. That's cool. That's, uh, that was, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty, it is, it's, it's fun to talk about some stuff. Um, obviously, you know, not, not everything is fun sometimes, but yeah, for the, for the times that, that are fun and uh you know especially you know some of these tv shows that we used to watch you know all the time and uh i think it is i think it's it's good to like you said just take a break from everything you know throw on some transformers episodes i mean i know i do that randomly here and there so yeah absolutely i'm i'm with you 100 percent on that man well yeah I don't know. What do you think, man? Uh, this is I'm actually surprised. I think we recorded for about an hour and a half now. Uh, I'm actually shocked we got that much content in there. Uh, I, I, like I said, I've never done this before. So what do you think? Uh, you I think we should end, end the show here. Or what do you yeah, think? <laughs> I, I, I think you did a great job hosting. I'm glad I was able to tell a couple anecdotes about collecting. I'm sure some of you guys have some horror stories, too. Uh I just thought it was, yeah, it was a good time talking to you. Yeah, I feel cool. bad that you couldn't get to appreciate Star Wars, but I understand. But, yeah, uh, it's but, just, uh, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, that's unfortunate, uh, but it, it is. at least you got your love of Transformers, so at least you yep. have your passion in, in something, which yep. is good. I mean, everybody needs uh, something to, to kick back to. Yeah, I was uh, I was allowed to watch Transformers, so that that was an approved an approved uh, <laughs> show, I guess. See, you know what's weird was like I loved everything from the eighties, but like I was something about Transformers when I was a kid. I only had a few. I had I had the Corvette. I had Correct. um, I had the blue. It was like a not a minivan. I'm trying to think what he was. It was uh, a smaller amp- trans. Ambulance. It was, uh, Ratchet. No, it, it was kind of like uh, I think it was more like a minivan or a blazer. Maybe that's what he was like a blue oh, trailblazer. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that might have been yeah. him. Yeah, I had the two Dinobots, and I didn't have. I had knockoffs. I had. I know I had a knockoff Soundwave. 
I had a knockoff uh, Shockwave that I traded for, and that's another story that made me cry. I had uh, I traded I traded a, a real good transformer I had, and the kid gave me that one, and then it stopped working like as soon as I put my batteries in it. So that was like I felt beat. But I had knockoff GoBots, but Transformers is like I'm rediscover. Like I was saying before about Fourth of July. I'm rediscovering all this stuff now, and I'm di- I'm diving in head first. I'm reading in the trade paperbacks all the vintage uh, Transformer books from Marvel, and I'm loving it. I'm loving all this nostalgia, but the only problem is I'm so into my nostalgia when I go – like that's why I don't buy too much modern stuff right? because I like all the old stuff. But well, That's cool. Hope- that's cool. Well, Lois, it's been great talking to you. I hope everybody enjoys this episode. It's a little bit different than what we normally yeah. do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Well, uh, we've had a blast here. Uh, we will see you guys sooner rather than later or later rather than sooner. Peace.